Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So you want to hunt ducks, but you don't want to have to drag 500 pounds of gear into the woods. Is there a way? You bet there is, and we're going to talk about it on this episode. And welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today we are talking about some minimalist duck hunting setups. Because if you want to hunt ducks, there's a huge stigma, there's a huge urban legend slash cultural thing that says you need to have a lot of gear you got to have tons of gear. And in fact, I can tell you from experience, there's probably more gear available and usable for duck hunting than pretty much every other kind of hunting out there. But do you need that much gear? Can you leave it home? Or better yet, can you leave it in the store because you haven't bought it because it costs a lot of money and you're not sure you want to or need to spend that money? And the answer is yes. Yes, you can. There are several minimalist approaches for duck hunting. You don't need to have a lot of stuff, buy a lot of stuff, or drag a lot of stuff into every hunt, and you can still absolutely take ducks out of the woods. So first, let's talk about the more traditional type of duck hunting. You've got a spot, you've got a blind, you've got some decoys, you've got some calls, all right? And you got to have a sled and you got to have a pickup truck and you got to have 100 pounds worth of gear and three dozen decoys at least. Five would be better in order to do that, right? Well, absolutely not. All right. You do not need that much stuff to do that kind of a hunt and to do it well. So first of all, what does it take to do a blind? What do you have to bring in? Well, I bring a, a set of clippers usually just some hand clippers, but I've done it without them. All you need is to be able to find sticks 
and driftwood and grass and dead vegetation to build you an improvised blind on site. Now you say, well, George, that's not a pop-up A-frame blind that you can get from such and such big box store. That is correct. For hundreds of years, people have successfully hunted ducks with improvised blinds that they built on site before they had pop-up A-frame blinds. All right, you don't need to have anything from a store. If there are sticks and there is grass and there is brush, you can build your own little blind in 15 to 20 minutes. You don't need hours and hours. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just need cover. All right, so a pair of clippers is all I usually take into the woods, but of course I've done it without them. All you need to be able to do, and I've done, I think, an entire episode just on this subject. You can go to the website, newhuntersguide.com, and you can find this episode, that episode under duck hunting. But uh, you just need to improvise a blind. You don't got to bring in anything. Now, I will bring in, oftentimes, uh, some little, um, what are they? I guess fiberglass tent pegs or poles. And what those essentially come from is when I retire an old hunting blind, a ground blind for deer hunters, for deer hunting, I will take a bunch of the rods out and then I'll take a handful of those into the woods duck hunting. And I will set those up in a semicircle in front of me and I'll get some eight to $10 mesh from Walmart, uh, you know, like the, the, the mesh with all the holes in it, the camo mesh. And then I'll just, I'll, I'll stretch that across those pegs sticking out of the ground to sort of make a, a blind in front of me. And then what I will do is get sticks and timber and, and twigs and brush and grass. And I will fold it over on top of that. And I'm making an, a, a scaffolding. I'm making a, a, an outline with those those pegs that I brought and with that cheap mesh that I brought. That's not the blind. That's just the outline and the structure for the blind makes it a little bit easier to build. But you don't even need that. You just need to be able to find sticks and brush and you can build a blind. What about decoys? How many dozen decoys do you need? I've gone in, I think, with as few as four decoys uh, and and yeah, taking ducks home that day. You don't need hundreds of decoys to take ducks. Now, if you're going to the water, if you're going to call, you should have decoys. Because the ducks that hear the calls, the ducks flying by, they're looking for those other ducks that are making that noise. And it doesn't mean you cannot bring them in without decoys, but it makes it a lot easier if there is something there that looks like a duck that they can put in their brain as the thing making the duck sound. So one, they don't look for you, and two, they don't just keep flying. So having a couple decoys is very helpful if you're going to hunt in that kind of situation. But I mean, you can get by with two, two, three, four, five, six. Oftentimes decoys are sold in, in packets of six. Six decoys is all you need to get started. Or it's all you need for a light setup. You know, sometimes you just want to push deep into the woods and, and, and get to some water that's maybe it's not big water. There's not a lot of other people around, but it's out of the way and you don't, you can't, it's impossible to carry a lot of decoys. Well, two, three, four, five, six, that's all you need. Get in there. I like to use the really small decoys. I think what final, final approach, 
uh, their last pass decoys. They're real small. They're, they're, you, they, they take up less space. They're not as heavy. I can carry them easier. I do like some wood duck decoys because they're also small. Things like that. You can take in just a couple decoys. You can put them in a decoy bag. You can put them in a backpack, a knapsack. You can put them in any kind of bag and you just carry them on in. Easy does it. Now you got to have waders most of the time. You got to have some way to retrieve the birds. If you have a dog, you might be able to get away without waders. Although I don't know how you're going to retrieve the decoys. So you're probably going to have to have waders. So I recommend breathable waders because they're the easiest to pack in. Not wear in, pack in. You get a cheap backpack or something that you can stuff the breathable waders in and you want to carry those in with your couple decoys. And that's really about all you need. You need one or two calls and a shotgun and a couple shells and a hunting license. And then that's pretty much, you can get away with that and nothing else. Um, you know, you could sit on a piece of wood. You could sit against the tree. Uh, a little stool is nice if you want to pack that in also. You can get some real nice tiny little stools that you're able to, to drag in or to, to put over your shoulder and bring in. So you think about, okay, what am I carrying? Well, I often won't even take a backpack if I'm, if I'm doing this. But I will take half a dozen decoys, maybe just four. I'll take some breathable waders in a bag. I'll take a, uh, a little tiny fold-up stool and then a pocket full of shells and my hunting license, one duck call in my pocket, and uh, uh, I'll put my Tetras in my ears before I leave the car and wear those the whole time. And Tetra just so happens to be the sponsor of this episode, and they make an outstanding product. I've been talking about Tetras and using them for years before they ever became a sponsor. I bought the pair that I'm currently using and carrying into the woods with every hunt that I do with my own money, uh, but very much appreciate them as a sponsor. Tetra makes what I believe is the single greatest hearing protection piece of technology ever devised thus far, period. And it does three main things. The number one thing that they do is you put them on and they work just like hearing aids and that they just take everything that's around you and they pump them right into your ear and you can hear just as good with them on as you could with them off and they fit inside your ear like a hearing aid would, like a nice little discreet hearing aid would. The second thing that they do, which is maybe the most interesting for the average person, is every time you pull the trigger on that shotgun with that ported choke tube and that magnum shell, it turns that extremely loud report into something that's about as loud as a BB gun. And you have instantaneous hearing protection. So you can hear the ducks, you can hear the water, you can hear your buddies, and then you pull the trigger, you have automatic hearing protection, and then a hearing comes back so fast you can hear the splash of the bird hitting the water. The number three thing that they do, and this is maybe what sets them apart from anyone else out there, is they have patented audio algorithms. And they have taken and recorded the sounds of ducks and, of course, dozens of other kinds of game, turkeys, deer, and so on. And you can set your tetras to whatever you're hunting. So if you're hunting waterfowl, you set it to waterfowl. And it will amplify the sounds that ducks and geese make. It'll amplify the sounds of them splashing in the water. It'll amplify the sounds of quacks and whistles. 
It'll amplify the sounds of their wings flapping as they circle overhead. You want more volume? You can crank it up to waterfowl boost, and you can hear geese that are calling right at the edge of the stratosphere. And you can hear what you're hunting from further away than you could with your naked ear, even if your hearing is perfect. And of course, they calibrate them to your hearing. So if you have hearing loss, they can compensate for that and raise you back up. Guys, head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Go to about, click Tetra Hearing, and you'll have a 10% off discount code. It'll take you right there. It'll put it right in automatically. You'll see it applied at checkout. Newhuntersguide.com. Go to about, click Tetra Hearing, and get your 10% off discount code. It's also splattered all over the website. Newhuntersguide.com. You go to any post, any article, the show notes for any show, including this one, and you will find the discount code that'll get you 10% off. All right? Awesome piece of equipment. I've been using them for years. Cannot recommend them highly enough. Probably my single favorite company in the entire outdoor industry. And I am so glad that they agreed to be a sponsor. Thank you so much, Tetra. All right. The next strategy for hunting without all this gear is what is for jump hunting. All right. And I do a lot of this. And essentially, what you're taking into the woods is going to be a pocket full of shells and a shotgun and a set of breathable waders and some kind of backpack to carry them. All right. Now, in that backpack that it's carrying the waders or knapsack or whatever it is, I will also probably bring a water bottle and almost nothing else. All right. Gun, waders, water bottle pocket full of shells, and of course my Tetras are in my ears from the moment that I leave the car. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, and um, you are going and you are looking for birds on the water, on the stream, on the lake, on the river, in a pond, whatever the case might be, and you are trying to get shots at them uh, before they take off and fly out of range. Now, often what I will do is I will sneak in and, uh, you know, when I start to get close, I will take the backpack off so that I can walk lighter and quieter and softer. And then I will sneak into position as close as I can possibly get without making a sound or being seen from water level, whether I know there's birds there or not. And I will try to get as close as I can before even trying to see if there are birds there. All right. I I don't want to spook anything. If I can see them, they can see me. So I'm going to try to stay low. 
I'm going to sneak in. And then once I get to what I think is an optimally close position within range, I'm going to try to very slowly see if I can get my eyeballs into a position to see any birds. And now what I'm about to tell you is very controversial. Well, it's not controversial to me. But there are a lot of people who are sticking the mud, so-called purist, self-righteous hunters that I have nothing to do with, uh, most of which who hunt in uh, very uh, snootiest type locations where there's a lot of hunting and a lot of birds and a lot of competition, and they have never hunted in an area where doing what I'm about to tell you is even feasible. But uh, they will say you should never, ever, 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 ever shoot a bird on the water. Of course, these people have never even visited western Pennsylvania, let alone hunted there, or any of the other many locations where uh, they are not duck hunting paradises. And then you can have snooty, self-righteous local rules and things that you expect everybody to abide by because there are so many ducks that you can literally just make up extra rules in order to try to keep things more sporting, kind of like adding a handicap. If I see a bird on the water at a, at, a, at a an ethical shooting range, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shoot that bird. That's what I'm going to do. If there's two or three birds on the water, I'm going to try and shoot all two or three of those birds. Period. All right, I'm going to try to get to about 30, 35 yards and then see if I can see if there's any birds there. Now, you may not always be able to get that close. And I can't always get that close. But that's the objective. And then if there's birds on the water and I can shoot them before they flush, I'm shooting them because I'm hungry. All right, I've been walking around carrying these waders on my back. I'm taking a duck home if I can. Then what I'm going to do, if I don't see any ducks, I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to just wait a little bit and watch and wait and watch. Because oftentimes, just because I don't see ducks doesn't mean there aren't ducks. It just means I don't see them. And most of the time, you don't see them. So I'm going to sit and I'm going to wait. And a little while passes, I don't see or hear anything. I don't see any sign. Of course, if I have my Tetras in, I'll hear any splashing more clearly and louder and from further away. And I'll be a little, little more apt to pick up on any duck activity. Then what I'll do is I'll get my gun up. All right, up, ready to shoot. And I will slowly inch closer. And one of two things may happen. One, I may get close enough for a different vantage point that I can see ducks I didn't see before. And I'm going to need to take those shots quick because I'm more exposed. Or two, I'm a flush ducks that I didn't see and they're going to take off. And I'm going to need to take those shots quick because they're flying away. Now it's, it's, you know, either one can happen and either one will happen if you do this enough, but you have to have that gun up. You have to be ready. You got to be prepared to take those shots quickly. Now, if they take off and fly, you know, they may land on land, right? If you shoot them, you don't know. You may not even need the waders, but whatever I shoot, if I need the waders, I'll run back real quick and get them. Always though, first confirming that bird is down and dead Never take your eyes off a bird that's still moving. All right, you got to make sure the bird is down and dead. I'll run back, grab my waders, get back there, put them on, and then go in and get the birds. Number three way of doing this without a lot of gear is pass shooting. 
or pass hunting. And so what you're doing is you are getting out into a location where you think the ducks are going to be flying through or by. Say you've got a, a big creek or something. You could sit down near the bank of that creek in a little bit of cover and just wait for ducks to fly around, fly down that creek. Sometimes they'll fly low, two feet off the water. Sometimes they'll fly high, 30, 40 yards in the air. But you're waiting for birds to fly by. Maybe you're at the corner of a lake or something that opens up into a valley, and they usually fly through that valley in order to get to the lake or out of the lake. You you got a pinch point of some kind. And you want to find that, and all you need in these scenarios is a shotgun, and maybe a stool to sit on, and some waders, and that's it. You don't need a call most of the time. You don't need to call most of the time. You don't need a whole lot of anything. You may need some extra shells, because you're probably going to be taking a lot of shots, crossing shots at birds that are, you know, average distance to far to too far, and you're probably going to shoot a lot and not hit a lot of birds. But you will get shots, you will get opportunities, and you will take birds home. And all you need to do is have some mechanism by which to retrieve them. If you have a dog, you don't need the waders. You're not taking decoys, so you don't need to go in the water. You don't need to set up decoys. You don't need to build a blind most of the time. You just need to find a little bit of cover so you're not too obvious. You're not sticking out like a sore thumb wearing orange. But you're not trying to get the ducks to come to you. You're ambushing them as they fly by. All right, so the reason why we build blinds and we get brushed in and we get so concealed is because we're trying to get them to land 20 yards away from where we are and feel safe. Here, you don't even want them to know you exist. They're flying by. They're not looking for you. You're not calling to them, giving away your position. They're not turning their heads, looking for those ducks and seeing you sitting there. They're just flying by. All you need to do usually is just have... You know, the the most basic cover, fair camo, sit still, and just be ready to shoot at a moment's notice. All right. You, You need very little gear to do this. And depending on the spot and the location, right, if this is on private land, you can find a good vantage point that's maybe a little bit off the water. You can leave your stuff there sometimes. You can leave the bag of waders there. You can leave your stool there overnight or whatever. Come back in the morning. You don't have to carry it to and from every time. You know, um, you can hang your waders on a tree. You don't need to huff everything in in and out every time, especially if you're hunting on your own property. Um, you know, that can be, it's one of the joys of private land is you can leave stuff there. Man, you can leave decoys there. If you've got private land, you probably don't need any of these strategies because you get as much gear as you want and just leave it there. But no matter what the case is, you need pretty much nothing other than a gun and a way to get the gu- to get the ducks back out of the water. All right, so super simple strategy, very easy. Another way you can hunt with very minimal gear is floating. All right, now you're going to need a kayak or a canoe or a fishing boat or something. You have to have access to some kind of aquatic transportation. If you don't, that's just not going to work. Move on to the next one. But floating a stream or a creek or a river can be a great way to hunt ducks. One of the 
One of the great ways to do it is just put some brush on the front of your boat so it just looks like a pile of brush floating down the river and just try to quietly just float downstream into range of ducks and get shots. All you really need is some kind of a boat and a shotgun. And you just maneuver over to pick them up out of the water. If you hit them, you don't need waders. You can, uh, you know, maybe like a little net or something on a stick. You can, you know, reach out and grab them depending on how big your boat is. But the smaller, the better. A one or two or three person situation is best. More people than that. Uh, unless you're hunting like big water or something. Um, you know, you, the fewer people, the better most of the time. But you can just... You don't need any decoys. You don't need no calls. You don't need nothing. You just float downstream looking for birds. Now, you'll get birds flying overhead, right, if you're on the water. So you're not just looking for birds on the water, but you want to be ready and you want to be able and you want to be able to take quick shots. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. So you need some specialized gear to do that, a boat, life preserver maybe, and a plan to pick up that boat downstream and somehow get it back to wherever you need to go. But uh, that can be a minimal gear way. If you have one guy that has a canoe or a fishing boat or you know a couple kayaks or whatever, you know you may need nothing, right? You can work together, pull your resources. That is a great way to do it. And one more way that you can hunt ducks with minimal gear is the field hunt. All right? The field hunt. The beautiful thing about hunting fields is you don't need any water gear. You can stay dry. Right? You just you need a pants and a jacket and whatever for the conditions. But you don't need waders. You don't need a boat. You don't need a dog. You don't need nothing. All right? What you do need, though, is a field <clears throat> where ducks are going to be. So cut grain field, cut corn field, something like that often works real good. You want to find a place where ideally they're already coming and then you want to hide. Now, a lot of people, they'll set out decoys in the middle of the field, set up a blind and just hide right there. That works fine, but then you got to have all that stuff. Another thing you can do, you can build your own improvised blind in the corner of a field or even in the middle if there's enough vegetation that, that you're able to do that and you can pull something together. But uh, you don't need decoys. Um, well, well, here's the thing. If you're going to set up in the middle of a field and try to call ducks in, you got to have a couple decoys because they're going to be looking for where the call's coming from. But if you're hunting a field that they're usually coming to, you just hide as unobtrusive as possible in the corner or even in the middle if you have enough brush and cover, and you hide. And it's a waiting game. Now, can you try to jump hunt ducks in a field? Not usually. Um, and the reason is the distances. 
If you're trying to jump hunt, you're, you're, you're limited to the edges of the field. They're out in the middle of the field. Could be hundreds of yards. You're just not going to be able to walk out into an open field after ducks. Um, uh, it, it just, it's, it's not really a viable strategy. So you gotta, yeah, it's just, this just doesn't usually work. Now, if it's a small field, and it's a limit, or maybe it's very narrow and long, maybe, but usually hiding, it works better. Calling and having a few decoys can help good. So you can hunt very similar to you can with the first strategy of taking a half dozen decoys out into the, into the woods, but you don't need waders, and you can set up and build your own blind, improvise your own blind on site, um, and then hunt like that. Now, of course, more is more. Bigger is often better in those kinds of scenarios. But ducks in these situations are looking for food. They're not usually, okay, usually being a key word, they're not usually looking to socialize. So if they were already coming to that field, your decoys and calling may just give them the, the push they need to come in close enough to you to be able to shoot them more often than not. Geese, on the other hand, this strategy usually requires a lot more decoys. And while they are coming to feed, they're also more so coming to socialize. Geese spend a lot of time in fields. They spend a lot of time standing in grass and, and you know, short grass and all those kind of things. They spend a lot of time on the ground loafing. Ducks more so in the water loafing. So these ducks coming into the field more often than not are coming to eat. And so if they see food and they see some other ducks hanging out there, they know that's probably a good spot. So they're more likely to come in without, you know, 30 dozen decoys than geese would be. Not to say you need that many decoys to bring in a goose, but more is more when it comes to, to geese and geese decoys and things that look like decoys, improvised decoys, but that's a whole nother episode. We're trying to have the minimum amount of stuff here. So a stool, improvised blind, half dozen decoys. It's all about the right field though. It's got to be a field that they're already coming to or that they want to come to, that there's food there. You know, cut grain field, cut corn field, things like that can be really, really good for duck hunting. Um, and you can have minimum equipment. And again, if you get a few guys to pull together, this can become a lot easier, right? If everybody has a half dozen decoys, well, now you got more decoys. If you got more hands to help build the blind, you can build a bigger, faster, better. Um, you know, all sorts of things like that. So it definitely it's a team sport, but I just love how you don't need any of the water gear. A lot of people ask, George, can you use water decoys in a field? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely you can. You just need to find some way to keep them from toppling over because they usually have some kind of a, of a keel in the middle. And so maybe you get a couple stones or a couple sticks or whatever so you can get them to sit flat. But uh, you can absolutely use decoys, water decoys in a field. I've used water decoys on ice with the weights and rigging still attached. You just need to find, you know, get some snow in order to, to make it flat so they sit relatively flat. But I've used water decoys on ice and a field's easier. 
Now, they make special, like, things like fake duck feet that you can clip onto those water decoys so they'll stand up straight. But that's more money. That's more kit. That's more stuff. You don't need it. It can. It's kind of cool. But, you know, it just takes a moment to figure out. You got dirt and grass and rocks and sticks. It just takes a moment to figure out how to get that thing to sit straight enough. And uh, that can work just fine. You know, you don't need land decoys, though they make them, though they're nice, uh, but they often take up more space. And so you can use water decoys on land if you have some of those. So what's the bottom line here? If you want to hunt ducks, what do you really, really need? You need a call, half a dozen decoys, and I recommend a set of breathable waders. All right. Why breathables? One reason. They're lighter and easier to put on and take off quickly. That's it. Just more convenient to use on the move and on a fly. Uh, they're not as warm. They're maybe not quite as durable. But this kind of hunting, that's not what you need. You need something that's small and light enough to carry in. You're talking at like 8 pounds versus 15 pounds sometimes. It can literally, the neoprene waders can weigh twice as much as the breathables, depending on which ones and all the details involved. But you want something light and quick and easy that you can pack in. You don't want to wear them in because you're going to wear them out. You pack them in, you put them on when needed, half a dozen decoys, a stool, a duck call, and some tetras. Although chances are that's probably not going to be the the highest important thing on your budget list to get started. But do wear some kind of ear protection. All right, whatever the situation, you got to do something to protect your ears. I think the Tetras are the best thing going, but guys, they make a lot of ear muffs and over-the-ear type stuff today that lets you hear something of what's going on and then gives you some hearing protection. They're not great, but they're better than nothing. Get whatever you can afford to get started to protect your hearing. You can always upgrade later. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the Tetras. And uh, would love to see you go to iTunes. Leave a five-star review with feedback. It's the number one way to help grow the show. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>